And now we take you to Evangel Assembly of God in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. You know, I'm just so thrilled this morning to have one of my dearest friends on the earth, R- Brother Ronald Gray. In fact, Ronald, why don't you go ahead and make your way up? Oh, wait, wait, no, no we're not doing that. Okay. We're... I forgot. We're going to do it a little differently. Ronald is a child of this church. He grew up right here. He was the president of the CAs. That's what the Thrive Youth Group used to be called, CAs, Christ Ambassadors. He was president of that for for many, many years. And God called him into ministry. He's been an evangelist. He's been a pastor. And, in fact, Sharon and Braxton are here someplace. I didn't, Here they are, right over here. Give these guys a Just wave your hands. Let everybody see. Right over here. His wife and, and grandson are with us today. And uh, Ron travels the world today as a missionary. In fact, I have gone to other countries and I met people that know Ronald Gray. In fact, true story. This past summer, Kathy and I were hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains up near Grandfather Mountain, North Carolina. And I started talking to a man who was winded like me. I mean, we were hiking at about 4,000 foot elevation and I'd given out of gas. So I found a rock and sat down. This other man sat down. I started talking to him about Jesus. He says, I love Jesus. And he says, I'm from Aiken, South Carolina. And I said, do you know my friend Ronald Gray, Pastor Ronald Gray? He says, I sure do. I was a member of his congregation. You talk about a small world. Hallelujah. Ronald and Sharon and, and their family are doing great, great things for God. And I just thank God for them. Good morning. morning. Eight countries this year, 150,000 miles. Uh, God has uh, allowed us to be involved in a lot of different situations, ministering to pastors and leaders and taking teams. Appreciate Pastor Zach bringing a team last year and looking forward to this team that's going to go with us to Guatemala this next summer. Believe that God is going to utilize that opportunity to minister such a wide open harvest field. And so we're very thankful to be able to move into those places. You saw, I went to Cuba for the second time. I was there in February with Pastor Sergio and his wife, Rosa. Pastor Sergio is an Assembly of God pastor there that oversees about 600 chaplains all over the island. And of course, you know that just a couple of days ago, Fidel Castro passed away yesterday or day before. And it was... It's amazing to be in Cuba to see the horrendous effects that has taken place there. Nothing's been painted since 1959. Nothing. And uh, it's just all dark and gloomy. And 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 yes, they have the old cars there. But all those old cars are held together, uh, Ronnie, with bailing wire and duct tape. Uh, They look good on the outside, (laughs) but they're not very good on the inside. And you saw that um, I've just been making plans for February, they've asked me to come back and to teach about 500 pastors and to teach them my book. My book is available in Spanish now. It's a new version. It's updated. It's been revised. Uh, it's available along with my regular English book for y'all that speak English. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's available as an ebook, uh, and so you can go to Amazon and pick up those if you'd like to. We appreciate you checking those things out. But the Lord is. Opening up so many doors, China this year, Cambodia this year. We have 35 missionaries that rescue women and children from human trafficking. And uh, we were able to gather them together and do a retreat and to minister life to them and to touch them. And I want to say thank you, Evangel Assembly, because you helped me to go. You helped me to do what God has called me to do. You helped me to travel all of those miles and to 
carry the Word of God into all of these different places. And I really appreciate your faithfulness. Thank you for standing with me. I was telling Pastor Terrell this morning how grateful I am that I know a lot of pastors sometimes they say that they can't go home. I'm glad I can go home. I'm glad that I have a home here in Tallahassee and so glad for those that have poured into my life and and uh, ministered to me through all of these years. And uh, by the way, if you've been thinking about uh, supporting us uh, over the last 20 or 25 years and you just never got around to it, this might be your opportunity. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting closer to the end. I'm I'm 61 years old now, and uh, you could also, if you're if you're one of those people that buy a lot on Amazon, uh, you can go to Amazon Smile, and you can support us through Amazon Smile as your charity. And they send, I got a check last week from Amazon, wasn't that nice? Amazon sending me a check to help me to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. I appreciate that. Amen. And so... Um, Anyway, you can uh, check that out, but we, we do covet your prayers. Pray for us. I just got a call. I was in India many years ago, and they have really pulled on me to come back and to teach a pastor's school this year, and so we're working on the details of that as well, to go into India and to train pastors there. It is the passion of my heart to train leaders and train pastors. In Kenya, in Mexico, we have schools of ministry and so the Lord has been very faithful to us, and I appreciate your faithfulness to sow into us and to support us on such a regular basis. Amen. I, um, I also want to tell you that I'm going to do something next year that I've never done before. It's going to be a first for me. I am leading a Holy Land tour. And uh, if it's been on your bucket list to go to the Holy Land next October the 17th, we are taking, we are leading a team to the Holy Land. Uh, it's going to fly out of Atlanta, which is wonderful, instead of having to go to New York. And so it's going to fly out of Atlanta. And there's a three-day extension to Greece where we will go to Corinth and look at all the things that took place at Corinth as well. And so there are some brochures on the guest table, on the, on the desk in the back. If you're interested in ever going with us uh, or going, if you wanted to go to the Holy Land, go with us. October the 17th. It's really a great price. It's $3,072 uh, per person. We're staying in four and five star hotels. And we're also, that also includes your taxes and your tips. And so if you've ever checked anything about Holy Land trips, that's, that's really a pretty good deal. And so we tried to make it as good as we possibly can. And if you want to go, we'd love to have you go with us. I, uh, I want to share a quick testimony because I wasn't planning to do this, but when Zach led the, um, when he took the offering and he was talking about uh, the you know praying that prayer and making that confession, I just want to give you, I, I, like I said, I wasn't planning to share this, but I want to give you a testimony. I believe in what the Bible says. And I believe that as we confessed, you can't outgive God. Well, about two months ago, my insurance lady called me one day and she said, Mr. Gray, she said, I just want to tell you that there's a new company that has moved into our area. I live on the south side of I-10 in Alabama, and we're in the hurricane zone. And so our insurance is a little higher than a lot of other folks. And she called and she said, we've got a new company. And she said, I've got a quote for you. It's $1,000 less a year than what you were paying. She said, would you like to do it? 
Uh, yeah. Thank you. Well, about a week later, Sharon was in the bank, and the branch manager said to her, said, Miss Grace said, we would like to refinance your house with no closing cost and absolutely no cost to you whatsoever. And we'd like to save you about $200 a month. Would you like to do that? Yes. Now, just in case some of you think that that's because I'm a preacher, neither one of those even really knows I'm a minister. That has nothing to do with them doing it because I was a minister. Because, by the way, I don't use Rev in front of my name. (laughs) They don't know that I'm a preacher. That was because I believe it was the grace of God, Brother Todd. It was giving and receiving and sowing and reaping. And all of a sudden, with just from people outside that I was not thinking about, places that came from where we were not looking, all of a sudden, our payments dropped $300 a month. I just got a $300 a month raise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I just want to share that with you that I believe it does work. If, you, uh, if you're interested, we'd love to have you come with, meet with Zach on uh, December the 18th. And uh, I do have one other. I have a trip. If you cannot go in the summer... I've got a trip going to Guatemala to help build a house for a needy family. We're leaving the March the 11th through the 19th, and it's going to fly out of New Orleans. It's got to go there because we've already got the ticket set. But if you're interested in a little building trip and a construction trip, I'm looking for some good workers to come. And if you'd like, just talk to me or you could send me an email. You can go to our website, ronaldgrayministries.org.com.net.everything. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. <laughs> I'm out there. So if you want to find us, you can find us and ask us some questions about uh, the trip. But we're looking for some people that would go with us March the 11th through the 19th. All right, I want to share the Word of God with you. And I'm not going to read a um, scripture right now. I'm going to read a scripture in a few minutes, but... I was reading an article at the beginning of this year and it affected me as I began to pray over it and study it and felt like God was speaking something to me. It was talking about a diagnosis that at one time had been given primarily to babies and to young children, but is now gone into being given to adults as well. And that is the diagnosis of failure to thrive, failure to thrive. It is a diagnosis given to those who do not grow as expected in their physical, in their emotional, or their psychological areas. They have lost their sense of meaning. It is given to those who seem to have everything around them that they need, but they are not growing. As I read that, After these 42 years now of ministering in churches, I realized that there was also another area where there's a diagnosis given of failure to thrive. And that's the church. Where we come every Sunday and we sing the songs of Zion and we worship the Almighty God and we praise Him who sits on the throne of heaven. And we have so much opportunity and we have heard sermon after sermon after sermon. 
And yet I would say to you that there are many who are failing to thrive. They are not growing in the things of the kingdom of God. They are not pursuing what God has called them to pursue. The word thrive means to prosper, to be successful. It means to grow or develop vigorously. It means to flourish. I just like to say that word, flourish. To flourish. It means to progress toward or realize a goal despite of, or despite or because of our circumstances. In other words, how is it that we have everything that we need around us to be productive citizens of the kingdom of God? And yet there are people who have sat in church for 35 and 45 and 55 years and five years, and yet we are not thriving in the purposes of the kingdom of God. How can that be? How can it be that we have been given so much and yet we have utilized so little? God help us to be people who understand that we've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. We've been called here to do the work and the will of God. The writer Thoreau once wrote, Most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them. There's a lot of people who have a song, but they never sing it. I'd like to tell you that I'm going to sing my song. Hallelujah. I'm going to dance my dance. I'm going to shout. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise God. No rocks are going to cry out for me. I'm going to praise him who's worthy to be praised. One of the reasons that we fail to thrive is because of a Greek word that is also used in medical issues, acedia. It means weariness of soul and inability to delight in life. Weariness of soul and inability to delight in life. There are just some people, I know you don't know any of these, but there are some people you just can't make happy. I said, there are just some people you just can't make happy. They're not going to get happy. <laughs> they like to be mad. They like to be unhappy. They like to be ornery. <laughs> Don't look at your neighbor now. That could be your spouse. <sighs> they don't want to enjoy the blessings of God. They like to complain. Y'all know any complainers? Oh, my mercy. There's some people around that all they do when they open their mouth, they complain. We are not here to complain. We are here to delight in life. Hallelujah. That is what God has called us to do. Now the word flourish means to grow luxuriously. To reach a height of development of influence. And I like this definition. To live within an optimal range of human functioning. One that connotes goodness and growth. We are to live within an optimal range of human functioning. In other words, you are to live at the top of your game. You are to live at a place. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I may be getting older, but I'm getting better by the day. Hallelujah. I am enjoying life 
to the fullest. I am enjoying the benefits and the blessings of operating in the kingdom of God. We are to enjoy and to live within that optimal range. Now turn in your Bible to Psalm 92. Because I am going to read a scripture. (laughs) Psalms 92 in three verses, 12, 13, and 14. All use the word flourish. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Who is going to flourish? The righteous. Can I just tell you that you can't live any way that you want to and still flourish in the things of God. It's the righteous who flourish. It's the righteous who receive all that God has. It's those that are living according to the word and the will of Almighty God. It's the righteous that flourish in the house of God. Psalm 92 verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You can't flourish if you're running from one church to another. You can't flourish if you think the grass is always greener on the other side. You'll find out it's astroturf. Don't go there. It's not always what you think it's going to be. It's not always what you hoped it would be. The reality is, is those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Let me tell you something. There is all kinds of scripture that talks about blessing to those who endure, those who stay, those who last, those who are there to the end. It's not about those who are fickle. I smiled when I said that. Boy, there's fickle Christians. They didn't sing my song. Nobody invited me to the party. If you get your phone off silent, you might could hear it. You see, the reality is a lot of times things happen and we don't even realize why we didn't hear or why we wasn't asked. It's not always somebody else's fault. Sometimes it's our fault. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then this is for some of us. They shall still bear fruit in old age, verse 14. (laughs) They shall be fresh and flourishing. I declare to you, just because you get a little gray in your hair (laughs) and you lose a little bit of your giddy-up doesn't mean that you've lost uh, the ability to be fruitful and to be flourishing. Hallelujah. You can still do the will of God. I might not get there as fast as I used to, but I still get there. Hallelujah. I'm on the journey. I'm on the way. I believe that you shall bear fruit in your old age. Living a flourishing life is growing spiritually with commitment to God's house and a vital connection to God's people. It is using everything I have to serve in any way possible at all times. I want to say that again. It is using everything I have to serve in any way possible at all times. You say, well, I don't know what gift I have. Well, start using something and you'll find out what your gift is. You see, a lot of us hide our gifts and then we don't really know what our gift is, but God has given to every one of us gifts. And God expects you to use everything that you have any way possible at any time. It doesn't matter. Listen, 
You can do things for the kingdom of God in different ways. Everybody has something to give. Now, I believe that the Lord wants us to flourish in some different ways. I believe He wants us to flourish in our spirit. I believe that there must be impartation. One of the things that I learned growing up is there's some things that can't be taught, they have to be caught. I believe there's some things that you can't learn by just head knowledge. (laughs) There are some things that come not by might or by power, but by my spirit. Hallelujah. There are some things that only come by the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. I thank God for programs, and I thank God for plans, and I thank God for order. But I declare to you that what we need today is a fresh outpouring of the anointing of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. We need for Him to breathe upon us the breath of God. Forty years ago, I had the opportunity to preach for a man at Southeastern University, Southeastern Bible College named Billy Richardson. Now, Brother Davis, that was the pastor here for many years, used to love Brother Billy, and they spent a lot of time in fellowship, and and I got the invitation to go preach for Brother Billy Richardson, professor of homiletics at Southeastern University. Now, for some of you newbies, let me just give you a little background and tell you that I grew up here in this church, and... uh, I was going to Florida State University, and the Lord said go, and I thought he meant right then. So I quit school, and I started traveling and went to work with Teen Challenge, and moved to Pensacola, Florida, and traveled for almost two years with Teen Challenge, and I've never quit since then. I've just been steady at it. But I missed all that Bible college stuff, and so I didn't get that, that, that degree in homiletics. <laughs> now some of y'all don't even know what that means. That's the study of preaching. He was also the professor of hermeneutics. If you thought homiletics was bad, go to hermeneutics. I missed all of it. I went into Brother Billy's church, Calvary Assembly of God, there in Winter Haven, Florida. And I walked in, Brother Todd, and when I... Opened up the door to the church. There were 35 professors sitting in the sanctuary. I had an anxiety attack. I'm telling you, I couldn't breathe. I thought, oh my Lord, I'm going to call Peter Paul. I'm going to miss up somewhere along the way. I'm going to misquote a scripture. I got out of the, I I closed the door and I looked at Brother Billy. I said, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I said, I'm scared spitless, which is something for me because I'm sorry, I spit every now and then. And I, I, uh, I said, Brother Billy, I said, I said, I didn't go to Bible school. I said, all that, I said, the only time that I ever used eschatology was when I was trying to go through a, <laughs> go th- I was in another country and I, it was a closed country, and I said I was a teacher. And they said, what do you teach? And the only thing that came to my mind was eschatology. That's been the best use of it for me for my whole life. And I said, Brother Billy, I said, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't preach here. I said, I, I didn't go to Bible school. He looked at me and said, 
He said, Ron, he said, I didn't ask you here because of your intelligence. <laughs> then he hurt my feelings. He said, I, I ask you here because you carry an anointing. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to lay hands on all the professors and pray for God to stir up the gifts in them. I said, I got that. I said, I can do that. Man, we had a powerful move of the Spirit of God. All of those professors were at the altar, worshiping and magnifying the Lord. The Spirit of God was moving. Hallelujah! I want to tell you something I've learned over the years. I may not be the most accomplished preacher and purveyor of the Word of God, but I want to tell you something. The Lord has anointed me, and the Lord has given me something in my heart that my desire is to pass on and to touch people with His power. I was praying over a bunch of uh, pastors in Kenya, and I was going to do that preacher thing. Some of them were kind of out of reach, and a couple of guys were on the back the second row, and I really couldn't reach them, and I just, I was going to wave my hand and like, bless them, Lord. And I went on to move, and all of a sudden, I felt a hand on my arm, and he put it on his head. He said, you're not leaving without praying for me. I said, hallelujah. He put a demand on the anointing. I want to tell you something. What we need is the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage and sets the captive free. We need the power of His Holy Spirit. We need to be refreshed in His Spirit. I believe we need an encounter with the Almighty God. God help us not just to have information, but to have an impartation, hallelujah, of His Spirit in our hearts and our lives. I believe we need to flourish in our minds. <laughs> A renewed mind to understand the ways of God. What do you read? What do you watch? What do you meditate on? What do you think about? I believe that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. I believe we need to flourish in our mind. Let God give you creative ideas. Let God give you creative thoughts to be able to do things that nobody else is doing. With God, all things are possible. I believe we need to flourish in our time. You're never too young or too old to flourish. I believe the time is now. I believe we need to live for this moment. I had a lot of people saying, Ron, after 42 years, you ought to be slowing down a little bit. Listen, I've just decided to shift gears. Hallelujah. I decided to go into overdrive. I want my next 20 years to be the most productive years of my life. I want to go. I want to do. I want to preach. I want to sow everything that I can. That's what the Lord desires for us to do. I believe that we need to flourish in our relationships. Sarcasm and gossip isolates us from each other. I believe the strength of our lives should be our friendships. I believe that forgiveness and mercy should be evident in our lives. I believe uh, <laughs> that if you ever think you're going to need mercy, and by the way, you probably will, the best way is to sow some. Sow some mercy into some other people. You say, well, they didn't do what I thought they should do. Well, maybe what you thought wasn't right. It could be. I believe that we need to be people who sow mercy. I believe that relationships are what make us rich. 
One of the great joys of my life is over these years is that I wind up preaching at the same church so many times in so many ways in so many different seasons. And I believe it's the relationships that make us rich. Friendships. I believe that friends are worth more than gold. I believe that the value of our life is in our friends. We all deal with money and relationships But only one of those will really make us rich, and that's relationships. Money comes and goes, but relationships are what carry us. I look out at this congregation, and I see people that I have known my entire life. And no, we may not see each other every day or every week, but I know that you're my friends. Recently, I was at the house channel surfing, like some of us do, and I came across Mark Lowry the singer with the Bill Gaither group, and he was singing in New York, and all of a sudden, they panned the audience, and they stopped on this one guy. And I paused it. I called Sharon. I said, Sharon, that's my friend Scotty. When I'm used to preaching the Bronx for years, I preached in the Bronx, New York for years, I said, he was my armor bearer. They gave him to me to protect me. Hallelujah. And you need it sometimes in the Bronx. I went through some old phone logs and I found Scotty's number. I couldn't believe it. And I called Scotty. He said, oh, Pastor Ron, it's so good to hear from you. The next words out of his mouth were, I pray for you every day. I started weeping. I thought, here's a man I haven't even seen in years. And every day, he calls my name in prayer. What value can you put on that? And some of you say, well, I don't have many friends. I'm going to help you with that. You've actually got to be friendly. This is a clue. If, if, if you don't have any friends, it could be that you're not friendly. Just a thought. Okay? And see, I believe that God wants us to build relationships. By the way, I believe that Sometimes friends of our friends can minister. You know, I, um, I had not told this story, but I, I've just felt recently that God wanted me to share this. But many years ago, when our oldest daughter was going through a real rebellious season, and, and she was actually pregnant with Braxton, who's with us, and after she got pregnant, she went with... Braxton's father, who's now passed away, but went with him out to Oklahoma City. And she was going through this real rebellious phase, and I let her go. And one day she called me and she says, Dad, she said, He said, She said, He hit me. Now, I wasn't really happy at the life that she was living, but when she said that he had hit her, That changed the dynamic for daddy. And I said, I'm going to do something. I just don't know what yet. 
And so I said, I don't know anybody in Oklahoma City. And I'm talking to a friend of mine in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm asking, he was a guy that was praying with me. And I'm asking, he said, I've got a friend in Oklahoma City. I said, call him. Here's the story that Angela told later. Angela said that all of a sudden it looked like a spiritual SWAT team drove up in her yard. There were six men in dark clothes, jumped out of their SUVs, came into the house, picked her up, put her in a car, and put her in her car, and said, follow us, and started going, and they realized that her tires had steel coming through the rubber belt, and so they stopped and bought her four brand new tires on the way, took her to the youth pastor's house, The next morning, put her on the road back home again, gave her $100 to make sure that she could buy gas and get home. And what she did not know is they followed her for 100 miles to make sure nobody was following her and to make sure she went where she was supposed to. I didn't even know them, but they became friends of mine (laughs) they were friends of my friend (laughs) see if you're friends of my friend you my friend (laughs) it extends it it develops a line and i believe that god wants us to develop those kind of relationships i met the brother later i actually called and i said i said how much do i owe you for the tires he said oh nothing Do I need to send you a hundred? Oh, no, you don't need to send us nothing. You're a friend of our friend. I said, that's right. I'm now your friend. (laughs) Hallelujah. I believe that God wants us to thrive in our relationships. I believe that's important. I believe that God wants us to thrive in our experiences. I believe that everybody here should have a calling in your life. Do you enjoy what you do? Do you enjoy your work? Do you believe that the Lord has a purpose for your life? Do you believe that you're not just a pilgrim passing through, but you're on assignment for the kingdom of God? That should be your desire. You see, I think a lot of us get into this downtrodden state. Any of y'all, you know, I having kids and now grandkids, we, 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 we watched a, a lot of Winnie the Pooh at our house. And some of y'all may recall that there was Eeyore. Eeyore was never happy. I think it's going to rain. It looks like everything's going bad. I don't see anything good. Could we do it again tomorrow? I'm going home. There's a lot of Christians who have a spirit of Eeyore. (laughs) Nothing's ever good. Nothing's ever right. It's not the right time. It's not the right place. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. We've never had enough money. We've never had enough time. What we have is Almighty God who said, I am with you and I'll never forsake you. Now listen, God wants you to grow. Now growth does not happen automatically as much as you want it to. 
Boy, if we could just find a conference that would just automatically make people wonderful. There's some people I would send. I'd pay their way. Growth does not happen quickly. It takes time. You haven't given some people the amount of time that they need to be able to grow. And I believe that growth does not happen mysteriously. I believe it's an intentional act where you learn to grow. You study to show yourself approved in the Word of God. You do what you're supposed to do. You learn to pray. You learn to, to go to church. You learn to worship. You learn to do these things. It is not a mystery. It is an intentional act. And the more that you do it, the more that you will grow into what God has called you to be. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.15, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto Him who is the head, Jesus Christ. And then it says in 2 Peter 3.18, it says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. And then it says, I love this in Colossians 3, or Colossians chapter 1, excuse me, in verses 9 and 10, really verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That should be the prayer of every one of us. Lord, I want to walk worthy of You. Lord, I want to please You. I want to tell you something, church. That's the cry of my heart. I want Him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to please Him. I learned a long time ago that I can't please everybody. (laughs) No matter how hard you try, you cannot please everybody. But I'm trying to please Him. Who has called me to be a soldier in His kingdom. Being fruitful in every good work. How important is it for us to be productive citizens of His kingdom? I want to ask you again, how many sermons do you have to hear? How many songs do you have to sing until you actually do something with what God has given you? Be fruitful. Be fruitful in your life. Let there be something in your life that people say, I want what you have. I want to follow you as you follow Christ. That should be our desire. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul said that I might know Him. And the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. I want to tell you something. The cry of my heart is, Lord, I want to know You. I want to know You more. I want to know everything about You. I want to know you in your sanctuary. I want to know you intimately. I want to know you as my Lord, my Savior, my King, my God. I want to know you in every part of your being. I want to know you. Not just know about you. I want to know you. That should be our desire. I want to ask you today. Don't just love what you are, but love what you can become. 
Don't be satisfied. Too many of us are satisfied in our spiritual state. Well, bless God, I'm going to heaven. There's a lot more than that. It's not. I don't know where it crept in so strong into so many of our lives that it's all about going to heaven. Going to heaven is the easiest thing that will ever happen. All you got to do is confess your sin. And He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. All God wants you to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. But it's not just salvation. It's doing something with what God has invested in your life. It's using what the Lord has poured into you week after week after week after week. I didn't go to Bible school, but my sweet mama, who's not here today, my first service at Evangel with her having passed into heaven, but I was in her Sunday school class. Sister Ruby Moran, I went to theological Bible school in her class. Robert Morgan, who's passed, taught me more about theology than I could have ever learned from a book. Brother J.B. Todd has poured into my life. I may not have gone to Bible college, but I want you to know I've been a student of His Word, of His will, of His purpose. And I want to tell you something. I wouldn't take anything for my journey now. Hallelujah. I wouldn't take anything for what the Lord has invested in me. I'm so thankful that the Lord has called me to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our opportunity. This is our time. This is our day. John 10.10, we all know it, but I want to read it in the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. That's what it says in the Amplified. Some of you have life, but you ain't enjoying it. See, I believe that we talk about God as love and God as power and there's another one that's not exactly in the scripture, but I believe it's there. God is fun. I believe He's fun. I love life. And to have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Do you have an overflowing life? Is your life in the kingdom overflowing? Are you enjoying the blessings of God? that other people are able to receive from you. God wants you to not have a failure to thrive. I will not go to the grave with my song still in me. I'm going to sing by song. People may or may not like it, but I'm going to sing it. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless His holy name. 
and forget not all of his benefits. Hallelujah! The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Terrell's coming and he's going to receive an offering for our ministry. We appreciate you sowing into us. And as soon as he finishes, we're going to give an opportunity. I want to pray for some of you that are not thriving today. I can't give you what I don't have, but I can give you what I do have. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm thriving. I'm thriving in the kingdom. I'm thriving in the blessings of the Lord. And God wants you to thrive too. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Aren't you enjoying this ministry? Come on, give me a big hand. Hallelujah. 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 Ushers, would you come forward? We want this offering. We'll go to, 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 to Brother Ron and to Sister Sharon, not only to take care of their needs, but to fund their travels abroad. And uh, we just thank God for Ron. I'll tell you, there's good fruit. There's good fruit in his ministry, and this is good soil. You can make one, if you're writing a check, you can make it payable to Evangel Assembly of God, and we'll write one check to Brother Ron. If you want to give electronically, you can do that on PayPal or out in the, uh, out in the lobby at the giving kiosk. Uh, let's bow our heads. Lord God, we thank you for Ron's ministry. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope, where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7.00. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.